What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Alrighty, and back with us again, Justin, the Russian concussion mascaro. Good evening. Episode 98 of Big Easy Bets is brought to you by Prediction Strike. We are getting down to the nitty-gritty of the NFL football season. Uh, a lot of teams on COVID uh, restrictions, so there's going to be a lot of players that can step up in uh, contribute in a big way. If you think you have a beat on one, go download Prediction Strike. Use the promo code Big Easy Bets, all one word. They will match your free athlete share of twenty dollars or more. Stock market for athletes. There's nothing more you can ask for. Episode ninety eight, Big Easy Bets. We're coming off Army Navy week. We're coming off a uh, up and down week in the NFL. Um, but yeah. So, I guess what do we got to talk about before we uh, dive into the games? Bowl season is here. Um, First things first, Steph Curry just broke the all-time three-point record, a record that may never uh, may never be broken again, at least in our lifetime, um, because he's going to play another seven years probably, at least five. So it's just going to be stacking on to it. Um, I mean, he broke it with like eight, 700, 800 less games than Ray Allen. It's pretty, uh, pretty remarkable. Y'all don't care? Um. It's, yeah, it's amazing. That's why I put on Facebook. Like I remember, I remember it was 2013. Um, when Curry had his first 50 point game against the Knicks, 54 hit 11 threes. I remember watching it, being like, Jesus Christ! Like being more surprised when he missed than when he made one. Um, I think it was like 11 of 13 too. So it's not like he just was launching a ton. I mean, he was, but he, he only missed two. So. Uh, the best shooter in our lifetime and of all time. There's no no doubt about it. Changed the game. I honestly, I was anti that Warriors dynasty. Like I was a LeBron fan, um, so I didn't. I wasn't on the side that was rooting for them to succeed. Uh, but looking back at it, it's fucking wild. It really is. Uh, I, you can make a legitimate argument that he's the second greatest basketball player of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I used to not like Curry. LeBron's a fucking sellout, so put yeah. him third. Yeah, I mean, um, why'd you not like Curry? Just I think because that, that dynasty thing, yeah. yeah, and I was always just a Kobe fan. Yeah, I think a lot of people is either you you really you loved the Warriors or you hated them. There was no in between. So, but it's you got to appreciate what he's been able to do. He's that one guy. Well, one he ripped the Pelicans' hearts out that one playoff game. Um, Oh, yeah. But, I mean, just he's the only person that I've ever seen that I'm like, when he's wide open, it's like, okay, that's three. Put three points on the board. You, you don't even have to shoot it at this mm-hmm. point. Um, So, extremely impressive. Very cool to see. Uh, credit to him. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how much he stacks that record up. Um, and I look, read something where the trainer um, – only counts makes if it doesn't touch the rim. Yeah, it's got to be nothing but net. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. That's ridiculous. Which is insane. Yeah. Nick got a first-hand uh, crash course on that. We played horse the other day. Called back-to-back nothing but net corner threes. Hit them both. <laughs> Don't act like you weren't impressed. 
Huh? You were impressed. I mean, I think one of them had a fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, local news. Uh, guy knocked out an old man by Coffee Rainy. Um, props to the old guy for not backing down. But he, uh, he got a little carried away there. <laughs> you won You won the exchange. He, he ran at you. You didn't flinch. He tried to hit his hat off his head. He missed. But then he got he got carried away. He said, try to do that again. He said, no, I want you to do it. I want you to do it. Uh, yeah. No, you should have. You should. You won. You won. Let him go get in his van and drive off. But he, he chased after him. Big mistake. Um, but credit to the old guy for not being intimidated by the, the, the roid monkey. So, um, looked at those women. I will crush all of you. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Um, but, yeah. All right. Army-Navy week. I mean, I went with Army with the points. wasn't a, wasn't a good uh, good choice. Obviously, Navy wins the game outright. Um, and I came to the conclusion, like if you're gonna if you're gonna take, it's like I said with the under. Uh, I was like, you're not gonna find me sitting there hoping for points, trying to hit an over in in an Army Navy game. If you're gonna take a team more than seven. It's the same scenario. Just if you're getting a team, if there's a team getting more than seven, just take that team. Odds are it's going to be close. You don't want to be sitting there hoping for a team to pull away in Army Navy. So, um, what? Go ahead. No, I wasn't saying going to say oh, anything. Okay. So yeah, I went one and one. Uh, we had under thirty six and a half. There's a good chance that might have been uh, a typo by the Action Network, but um, but it hit under thirty four too, and large. Large majority of the population would have gotten it at 34. Yeah, I think there was 30, exactly 30 points. Come scored. up to 35. Did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so regardless, it hit under all across the board. Uh, it was my lock of the week. I went one and one. Obviously, Nick and Justin were both on Navy. And then Justin was also on the under. It was his lock of the week as well. So by default, I gave you Navy plus seven and a half as your lock. Because it was your own. Yeah, game. yeah. I think we said that on the podcast as well. So one and one for me, one and zero for Nick, two and zero for Justin. Uh, heading into bowl season, that brings me to seventy four, seventy nine, and three, nine and seven in my locks of the week. That brings Nick to a leading sixty, fifty three, and two, and seven and nine in his locks of the week. And then that brings Justin to sixty two, sixty nine, and two, nine six and one in his locks of the week. So a, a decent turnaround in the last. Uh, Last two weeks, that's what twelve and three in the last two weeks. Yeah, so on the come up, moving in the right direction. Um, so yeah, bowl season is here, uh, and if you've listened to the podcast in previous years, you know that we're going to pick every game for you, whether we want to or not. Kind of like we do Thursday night with the NFL, and we can kick it off unless y'all have. I mean, there's nothing else we need to talk about, right? What else is going on? Saints got to win. Other than that, yeah, we're uh, back. We're in the hunt. Yep. Um, Taysom tried to absolutely fuck my under, but we'll talk about that whenever we, whenever we get to it. Um, so yeah. All right. We started off on Friday. We have the Bahamas bowl. There's some shit games, but that's what you get. Uh, middle Tennessee versus Toledo. Toledo is 10 point favorites. Obviously the Bahamas bowl. This game is in the Bahamas. Um, I'll go first. I, 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 I wrote a, Decent amount of shit down, um, but take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, spit it. So the strength of Toledo is obviously the rushing attack. In the last five games, they're averaging 241 yards rushing. Toledo is ranked 35th in the nation overall offensively. Middle Tennessee ranks 100th. 
near the bottom of the barrel. Uh, defensively, Toledo ranks 31st. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm writing like fucking Stevie Wonder over here. Uh, Middle Tennessee ranks 53rd. Both, again, I mean, it's kind of middle of the pack there. So, um, strength of schedule. They, they both have terrible strength of schedule, so you can't really go by off of that. Uh, this Toledo team nearly beat Notre Dame earlier in the year, if you remember correctly. They really they should have. It was the last drive from Notre Dame to win the game. But they run the ball well. They have a QB in Daquan Finn who knows his role, run the offense, protect the ball. The turnover battle is going to tell the tale in this one. Um, he protects the ball really well. Middle Tennessee does a decent job of getting takeaways, but I think Toledo knows what they're going to do. Um, I'm going to take Toledo minus 10. I'm also going to take the under 51 and a half. So – I think Middle Tennessee is going to struggle to score. Um, I was kind of feeling like if you're going to take Toledo minus 10, it's like you got to you, you kind of lean over, I guess. But I don't know. I don't. I think Middle Tennessee is going to struggle to score. And the fact that Toledo duh, is good at what they do, the quarterback isn't going to light it up, but he's not going to give the other team the ball. I think that'll be the difference in this one. So. That's what I'm rolling with. No, don't so love it. What is your bet? Toledo minus 10 and the under 51 and a half. Okay. Are I you, like it. You on Middle Tennessee? <laughs> Their no. quarterback's not terrible. I didn't write it down, but from what I remember looking at it, the quarterback's not that bad. Um, No, I'm on Toledo. Are you? Yeah. I do. I think the turnovers yeah, is the biggest story here. It's like if Toledo protects the ball, then they should cruise to victory. But Yeah, breaking these games down, like I'm trying to look for like – Style of play, because there's a lot of conflicting style of and play. And Toledo's hot, too. Yeah, they're one four out of the last five. So, I don't know. You always, I don't think, I think the trend has already been set for many of these teams, and it's just going to continue. Whatever you've been seeing toward the end of the season is what I think you're going to get, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so. so, I'm rolling with Toledo minus 10 as well. 84% of the money's on Toledo right now. We're rolling with the public in the first one. Don't love it. They'll give they'll get they'll get one in the beginning. And then um but you got to be wary, wary of that. Yeah. All right. Uh Justin, which side are you leaning? Uh I'm on Toledo as well. Minus 10. Okay. Uh Toledo's actually my pick in the summer to win the MAC, but they didn't do that. No. No. That was you talking about like one of the first episodes of the season. Yeah, for okay. the uh, futures pick, was uh, it, wasn't the bear on that as well? Is, yeah, is that what I'm thinking? I don't know. Wasn't that um, what the episode you picked um, Cardinals? Brock Purdy to win the Heisman. <laughs> yeah, my Heisman picks were pretty off. <laughs> and how many wins were they? Were like ten and I mean, a half there's wins. A good, there's a good yeah. chance I might have said Iowa um, State. There's a good chance. Yeah, there was you went there was over ten and, ten and a half. Yeah. No, yeah, they suck. But there's a good chance that I had um, uh, Rattler to win the Heisman. So, I mean, he was a betting favorite, but everybody was way off there. I had Texas over seven wins. At first, it was looking like it was going to happen. Lock. They they crashed. <laughs> yeah. And then I had Michigan over seven wins. That was a good one. Yeah. So uh, clearly, they're the. Number. I mentioned to watch out for Georgia, which I was right for most of the year. Yep. Yep. Um. All right, next one. I'm watching multiple fucking basketball games right now, and they're not looking great. Um, the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. You've got Northern Illinois versus Coastal Carolina. Coastal is 10.5-point favorites. Who wants to go first? 
I mean, this one's pretty simple, isn't it? I mean, you would think. Well, I'm not taking Northern Illinois here. And the reason is, is McCall's back, right? Yes. So he um, played. He played in their last game. I I searched extensively. Played in the last two games. I think. yeah, yeah. But I'm well, yeah. But I'm more worried as long as he's played the most recent one. That's the one I care about. Um, I've looked extensively and can't see anything that says that he would not play. I also think he's coming back next year. Yeah, he is. Because he's a red shirt. I was wondering sophomore. I believe. I mean, he's eligible to leave, but. That's what I was wondering. I was thinking, like, who who's advising him? Because it was it's something like how I was much thinking. Better, how much better is it going to get for him, you know? He just set the efficiency record. Like, shattered it. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe. I don't know. It's like, he's not going to, he's not a, considered a top prospect. So, it's like, well, why would you come out now? He could be pulling a Kenny Pickett. Yeah, so it's like. Worked for him. But it's like, the also, the draft class is kind of weak for quarterbacks, in my opinion. But yeah. So it's like that could be a benefit to coming out now, but I, I don't think he'll come out. Okay. Um. So you're on Coastal. Yeah, Coastal is the number one third down offense in the nation. They are. Uh, and the defense kind of turned it around a little bit with in McCall's absence for the for the second half of the season, keeping a lot of those games within reach. You they know. Did. Yes. Um. The big thing that stood out to me is that strength of schedule. Coastal Carolina is dead last. So I feel like that skews that skews their statistics a little bit. You know what I mean? We watched them against App State look like shit. I mean, they lost by three, but it was very sloppy. Um, I'm on Coastal, too. Don't get me wrong. I wrote down I fucking hate Rocky Lombardi. Uh, in a 41-23 win over Kent State, Lombardi was 7-15 for no touchdowns and one interception. So the big thing is, can Coastal stop the run? You have to win the early downs, put them in obvious pass situations. Um, games in Orlando shouldn't be affected by the weather, last I saw. So there's no way I take Rocky Lombardi in Northern Illinois. Don't get me wrong. But it's going to be, can Coastal stop the run? So Because Northern Illinois dominated the ground game in their last game. Yeah, against a, one of the weakest ground. That's true. No, yeah, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, but I feel like that Coastal defense gets a little... Overhyped and well, it's like how was um because we saw App State didn't App State if I remember correctly I didn't I should have went back and looked at it but then they dominate them on the ground a little bit yeah but um like could not stop the run I'm gonna be honest I I personally feel like the Sun Belt is a far stronger conference than the MAC yeah no I'm not so that yeah but so yeah I get yeah I'm looking at the MAC you know NIU surrenders 215 rushing yards per game. Mm-hmm. Mac, they do like to run a lot, but then they don't really, they're not as strong against the pass either. I mean, to me, it's just, if Coastal struggles to move the ball, I'm going to be really, really, really shocked here. Yeah. And, um. No, I mean, they got guys. They got Highly. They got Likely. They got, they got. I do think the defense turned it around later in the season. Yeah. No, yeah, there's no way I take Northern Illinois. So I'm, I'm on Coastal as well. Justin, which side are you on? Uh, I'm not on any side. I'm going with the over, actually. Okay. Uh, and it's trending down, actually. What is it? Uh, it's 63.5 right now. Um, but both of these teams combined, they score about 72, 73 points a game. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking the over. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you got to take that the point totals with a grain of salt a little bit just because of the MAC. I feel like there's not a single ounce of defense played in the MAC. Um, because, yeah, I mean, they, they give up more points than 
they score. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't – I don't know that I would take the under because I do feel like Coastal will be able to move the ball at will. Um, and they always seem to get those, like, RPO, like, throws down the seam to a tight end and he's, and he's sprinting 80 yards for a touchdown. <clears throat> so, all right. Uh, so, me and Nick are on Coastal and then Justin's on the over – all right, the Roof Claim Boca Raton Bowl. This is a diff- an interesting matchup. I struggled with this one a little bit. You got Western Kentucky versus Appalachian State. App State is three-point favorites. Um, I mean, another battle of two conflicting styles. Western Kentucky is one of the most high-powered, if not the most high-powered offense in the nation, um, averaging over 40 points and 500 yards per game. The question is going to be, can App State contain Western Kentucky's passing attack? App held Marshall to 270 passing yards, a team that averages north of 300 yards per game, which was 12th in the nation, and 5 of 13 on third down. Uh, they held Miami to 200 passing yards and 5 of 16 on third down. That's a team that averages north of 320 passing yards a game. Western Kentucky ranks 98th defensively and 80th against the run. Western Kentucky's defense gives them less room for error. Uh, they gave up 304 rushing yards to UTSA. I'm going to take App State with the points, minus 3. I don't like it. I don't like Chase Bryce as a quarterback. Um, but like I said, I feel like it put their defense puts them behind the eight ball, whereas Bailey Zappi's got to play a damn good game, um, a, a, a mistake-free game. So if it turns into a shootout, it's not going to be good news for App State. But I'm, I'm expecting the defense who's had success against um, the teams who have the ability to throw the ball They've had success against them defensively. So I'm going to take App State with the points. Which side are you leaning, Nick? Yeah, App State. and it's, I, I think the rushing attack for App State is going to be big here. Um, Western Kentucky's rush defense isn't super strong. The big And it's it's just another – I feel like here you want to – the Sun Belt historically for the past like five or six years has been really good bowl games. So – um. And I feel like they're a stronger conference in Conference USA. I feel like if there is an advantage here in the trenches, then it's certainly going to be for App State. So mm-hmm. only only surrendering three when I feel like that they'll be able to kind of control this game a little bit. I know Western Kentucky can score a snap of a finger, but um, I don't know. I'm going to with the old school approach: run the ball and play good yep. defense. Yeah, no, we're in agreement there. Um, Justin, what side are you leaning? Um, I'm actually on Western Kentucky plus three. I don't love the pick, but kind of going more with my gut. Uh, Zappy's having a phenomenal year. Um, and App State has a really good defense, but, um, I was going to take the over as well in this game, but mm. it's supposed to be some shitty weather. So I stayed away from that, but yeah, I'm taking Western Kentucky plus three. What kind of weather are we talking about? Cause I'm going to be honest. I looked at the weather for the majority of these games. This is one that I did not. Um, like rain in the forecast. Yeah. That makes me love App State. What about wind? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Yeah, Wind, uh, the rain's kind of going sideways. So On the picture? <laughs> might be some rain in there. Okay, Come so on. the wind is blowing the rain sideways in the picture. Yeah, but that's yeah. just a fucking... I'm kidding, yeah. Um, where This is in Boca Raton. Okay. Um, 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 um. Yeah, they could have a tropical storm down there in Florida. Unlikely, uh, but uh, yeah, that, if it's this is a weather game, I love App State even more. 
Yeah, I'm going with App State either way. It's like no, yeah, I, I, I'm not even taking weather into account when I'm taking App State. So if you throw in weather, I love it. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised that you knew that there was weather and you're taking Western Kentucky. If you throw in weather, you take away Western Kentucky's best offensive attack. I don't like the pick. <laughs> well, but. nobody's got a gun to your head. Um, but but that's fine. I like it. Uh, so me and Nick are on App State. Nick, uh, Justin is on Western Kentucky getting points. The PUBG Mobile New Mexico Bowl. UTEP versus Fresno State. Um, this was another tough one. 11.5 points in favor of Fresno. I mean, who wants to go first? Um, not me. Okay, I'll go first for everyone. <laughs> um, all right, so UTEP, strength of schedule. Coastal was 130, dead last. UTEP is 129, second to last. Fresno, you've got uh, Jake Hayner, I believe. Good quarterback, can move the ball. They can put up points. Um, the third down conversions is going to tell the story in this one. So offensively, UTEP in their last five games, they're converting third down at 32%. Fresno, last five games, they're converting on third down at 45%. Um, defensively, UTEP, 32% as well. So they are not moving the chains, and they're not getting off the field. So I think Fresno is going to be able to score easily. I don't – this is another one. I, I This isn't my lock. I don't love it, but I feel like you take Fresno with the points here. I'm Not every single bowl game is going to be close. Um, UTEP hasn't played – Tough competition. This is a good chance for Fresno's quarterback to uh, make a name for himself, even though it's against a shit school. But it's still a bowl game. It's the biggest game of their season. So give me Fresno with the points. So, okay. Did I look at something wrong? It's the uh, the third down defense. Their, their third down defense is pretty good. Last five games. Okay. I got 6 of 14, 4 of 16, 7 of 20, 7 of 13, 1 of 15. Um, one of 15, 25 of 78, 32% is what I got. Okay. So you went and broke down just the last five games. Okay. For, so for the season, they're holding opponents to 32%, which I mean, look, this is extremely flawed. They, they don't play anybody really that good. The teams that they do play that are any good, they get smashed by, um, Fresno state's a good team. It's like you, you want to trust the, but you want to bet on the better quarterback here. It's like I'd be really surprised if um, Fresno doesn't cover this one. I'm be honest. Yeah, no, I think that they're going to be able to put up. But yeah, no, I think I see what you mean with the third down. I might have got that mixed up. Um, but yeah, regardless, I, I, it's two different, it's two different caliber of teams. Yeah. in my opinion, I feel like Fresno turned a lot of heads this year, and uh, people started kind of ho- hopping on that wagon, and then it was like, okay, they, they are good enough to score points. I don't think that UTEP's going to be able to keep up. What so. about you, Justin? I'm on UTEP. Of course. Plus 11 and a half. Uh, they're 7-4 and four against the spread this year. Uh, they've been covering some games. Um, they stack up pretty nice against each other. And, um, yeah, I just think the spread's a little too big. So I'm going to take UTEP plus 11 and a half. Okay, good. Um, well, a big thing is like, yeah, statistically they look close, but uh, I mean, 
You look at UTEP, they lost to UAB 42-25. to 25. They lose to any remote UTSA. These are the good teams they've yeah, played. Yeah, I'm saying any remote good to team. 44-23. to 23. Yeah, they got shit-canned by anybody worth a shit. Um, they lost, they, um, lost to Boise 54 to 13. Yeah. These are all the, all the good teams that they've played. Like you match up Fresno and Boise. I think that's a relatively close game. A lot of points scored. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's what I've been basically where I'm drawing off of. And then, uh, of course, to me, Mountain West is a better conference than, than, yeah. uh, Conference USA. So, yeah, a thousand percent. Um, all right, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. You got UAB versus BYU. BYU is seven-point favorites. Uh, one of y'all are going to have to go first on this one. You know what you're getting with BYU, obviously. Jaron Hall, all-guy at running back, uh, and a coach that's a moron. So, who wants it? Um, Yeah. Did they extend that guy? Yes. Um, I'm going to be honest here. I feel like BYU's a bit overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I see UAB able to keep this one fairly close just because I think that they'll be able to run the ball against BYU. Yeah. So I do, you do get a little bit and then, then UAB's defense is really good as well. Um, I don't know. You get a little bit worried if, if BYU can get in a rhythm on offense and then maybe slow down UAB a little bit and then it puts pressure on a quarterback. You don't really want that to happen, but. I think overall, I mean, BYU getting seven, that's kind of a lot for... Given seven. Yeah, yeah, given seven, that, that seems like a bit much against a team that I think can can run the ball against them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a tough one, but yeah, I'm leaning UAB as well because we've, we've seen it so many times with BYU. So, um, so far, I think we're in agreement on every pick. So, could be good, could be bad. Uh, Justin, what side are you leaning I'm disagreeing again. Not disagreeing, Good. but I'm going on the opposite side. Good. Um, Good. <laughs> um, Why is that? I don't know. I'm trying to find my notes. Uh, I actually do like UAB, though. They're a really tough team and have a good run defense, but I'm still taking the Cougars at minus seven. And I think it's going to grow to more than seven. Are you looking at the money? Yeah. What does it say? Well, it has come down actually, but last night uh, there was like seventy five percent of the money was on BYU. Now it's down to sixty four. Okay. I see fifty four. Yeah, sixty four percent of the bets are on the spread. BYU. But I don't care about the bet. I care about the money. Yeah, it's all about the money. Um. So I mean, it's it's close. Um. It opened supposedly at nine. It's at seven now. So you only have forty percent. 46% of the money on UAB, but yet the line has dropped two points for yep. some reason. So Interesting. that's something you got to watch out for. <laughs> um, no, nah, I do. I, f- I feel like BYU, I mean, against teams that can run, they've kind of, I don't know, the defensive line is not what it was last year, to, if, in my opinion. So Yeah, I'd agree. Okay. So me and Nick are in agreement. Justin's on the opposite side of that one. So we got the Lending Tree Bowl, Eastern Michigan versus Liberty. Liberty nine and a half point favorites. Um, remember when Malik Willis looked like an NFL quarterback? Yeah, those days are long gone. If uh, like like you said, if you're going by teams' recent recent history, uh, last five games, whatever you want to call it, they look like shit. Liberty's zero and three in November, playing Army, UL, and Ole Miss, three decent teams. Um, 
better than decent teams, uh, three solid teams, and they lost all three. Um, Liberty scored a combined 44 points in those three games. They were 34% on third down conversions. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Liberty is the 19th ranked defense. Eastern Michigan, one and two in their last three games, averaging 19 points per game. They are 27% on third down. Um, I'm going to take the under 58 and a half. I would lean if I'm on a side, I would take Liberty with the points. Good chance for Malik Willis. If he's playing, I've looked all over. Don't see anything that says that he's not. I know he's committed to the uh, senior bowl. Uh, don't know if he's said he wasn't playing the bowl game. Don't know why he wouldn't necessarily. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd be ch- shocked if he didn't. Yeah. So are you on Liberty with the points? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take him as well. Then. You know, I'm not going to fucking fade him now. After yeah, I've been with them all damn. Stabbed myself in the <laughs> chest two times in the past three weeks. Yeah, like I have right here, maybe Liberty minus nine and a half. Definitely I'm on the under 58 and a half. Um, I think the biggest thing here is this Eastern Michigan's defense is not good, but uh, for Mac standards, it's not bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, they just, Liberty kind of puts too much pressure on Malik Willis, but. Yeah, um, he's got to do everything. I don't know. The biggest thing here is like I don't think Eastern Michigan's pass rush is going to be too much of a problem, even though that's Liberty's biggest weakness is protecting Malik Willis. He holds on to the ball. He has a habit of holding on to it too much because of his ability to make plays with his legs. But, um, yeah, I think that Eastern Michigan could struggle a little bit to move the ball against Liberty. I'm expecting so, yeah. And um, – yeah, I think event. I th- I, th- I just think Malik Willis is too talented to be stopped by this week of a defense. I agree. I think it's a good chance for him to uh, showcase his abilities to scouts and all of that, and it try to end the season on a right note. So, uh, Justin, which side are you leaning? Um, I was actually going opposite of you again. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm on the over, and it's my lock of the week. Okay, why is that? Um. This is going to be one of Malik Willis's last game now that he's playing in the uh, Senior Bowl, but hopefully he does play. I definitely don't see him not playing, but um, I would definitely lean Liberty too. Um, they were minus seven and a half last night, but now they're minus nine and a half. I still like that. I think this game is probably going to be like a 38-24 win for Liberty. So, yeah. So you think they're going to cover? I don't see any way. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see any way that Eastern Michigan puts up more than four, more than three scores. Yeah. I mean, you always wonder about, like, I don't know. Like, I've seen Eastern Michigan a good couple times this year against Wisconsin, which obviously that's one of the top defenses in the country. I'm not comparing what they did against Wisconsin um, and taking that into account in this game, per se. But they – they can't move the chains. They've struggled mightily to move the chains. Um, and Liberty's look like shit. So, yeah, and they've there they've played how much good teams? Who Liberty? Yeah, no. So definitely. they've struggled against good teams, and I bet I bet on them against good teams. Did um, you bet them every single one of those games? Um, not Ole Miss, but they covered. I bet them Ole Miss. I bet them Ole Miss. Yeah. No, they didn't cover. Okay, they barely. Remember, yeah, he threw yeah. a goddamn. He threw four picks. Okay, yeah. They should have covered. He played like I bet him against Army and UL. UL. Yeah, that was the last three games. Army, UL, Ole Miss. So you bet him the mm-hmm. la- two of the last three. I bet him the very last one. And the biggest thing in and those games is the the pass rush. Yeah. Um, 
they haven't been able to protect them. I, I think that they they get a little bit of a break here for the bowl game. Yeah, I mean, Eastern Michigan's not not a good yeah. team. They're just not. I'm sorry. I mean, um, they have a couple impressive wins against Western Michigan and then Toledo, but um, that Mac that Mac's a weird weird conference. I mean, Liberty's defense is ranked 19th in the country. Yeah. So they 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 don't give up a ton. Um, and they've played. That's against a high powered Ole Miss offense, still ranked 19th in the country. I get Corral's banged up, this and that, but. That offense compared to Eastern Michigan's offense, it's night and day. So I'm on the under 58 and a half. I'm going to take Liberty as well. Nick's on Liberty. Justin is on the over. Um, all right, the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, Utah State versus Oregon State. Uh, this is another tough one. Oregon State's seven-point favorites. Um, Utah State's coming off a very impressive win over San Diego State, 46-13, to 13, domination. Oregon State last played a tough game against Oregon three weeks ago in the Civil War. Nearly covered. I was on the Beavers. They couldn't get it done. Oregon State wants to run the ball. 200-plus yards rushing three out of their last four games, and Utah State allows over 160 rushing yards per game, 82nd nationally. Um, but honestly, I think the time off for Oregon State is going to do their offense more harm than good. might take them a little while to get in sync. Um, Utah State is going to come out and sell out on the run. Um, I don't remember the exact number, but I'm don't think they really allowed San Diego State, another team that wants to commit to running the football. That's really all they can do. They didn't allow them to run all over them, obviously, to a 46-13 to 13 win. They didn't have much success doing anything. I'm going to take the under 67.5, and, and I kind of want to take Utah State plus 7, but I haven't locked it in, but I'm definitely on the under 67.5. So which side are you leaning? Um, Yeah, I mean, that's impressive what they did to San Diego State. Fucking dominant. Very. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one because I don't know. You worry about if Oregon state's just a step above them, you know, as Mm -hmm. far as talent and stuff like that. Um, they have, they, they have a solid quarterback. Bonner's not bad. Yeah. He's having a good year. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Utah State. Are you? Yeah, it's a tough one for me. I think, um, I mean, you look at Utah State has three losses. One was kind of a head-scratcher against Wyoming when they lost 44-17. to yeah. 17. But all the other ones, Boise State and BYU, um, they were able to beat Air Force, Washington State, who really kind of, Turned it on a little bit toward the end of the year in a Pac-12, so that's a little bit of a parallel to draw here. Oregon State's in a Pac-12, Washington State. Um, yeah, then they really put it on some other teams. I think it's a, it's impressive what they were able to do against such a, a good defensive team in San, in, in San Diego State. Yes. Uh, Sorry. I know I didn't expect San Diego State's offense to do much, but um, for them to be able to put up 46, go 50% on third down, two for two on fourth down, um, they didn't have much success running the ball, but Bonner played really well, or Boner as Justin. Yeah, Justin there's two ends in his name. <laughs> <laughs> That's why y'all fucking lost. I told y'all that. I said, good, good. Y'all are going to get fucking shit canned now because y'all called him Boner. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Utah State. That's the side I have right here. Utah State with a bunch of questions. Is it marks. seven and a half? It's I don't know. Um, I was sitting here this whole time doing math wrong. Turn the game off. Um, 
What's for, what's eighty nine plus forty nine? Off the top, one hundred and fifty. One thirty eight. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> yes, one thirty eight. That was good mental math. I had the under one forty six. I don't know why I thought I lost that game. I was like, fuck. I turned it off. Um. They tried to. They tried to fucking bury me in college basketball, but. That's a two and zero start. Can't do it. Um. Well, they're I doing think it. I got that right anyway. No, you you were correct. I okay. had it on calculator. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna just stick with the under here. But Justin, which side are you leaning? I'm on Utah State plus seven. Okay. Um. What was that look? You don't like that? <laughs> Every time I give a pick, I see Nick gives me a little look. <laughs> well, you're yeah, he either mean, looks at me or he looks at you, and yeah. I, I can feel it. Well, you're because I mean. I granted you turned it around the last two weeks, but you were doing atrocious in college football. So, um, but the last two weeks, you only as good as your last couple of weeks. That's why you're breaking down these bowl games. He's uh, twelve and three in his last couple of weeks. So. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, so you're on Utah State. You got any any reason why? Yeah, um, they're definitely on a little hot streak. They've won the last four out of five games by more than twenty points. Um, that one game they played Wyoming and got the shit beat out of them, but Wyoming put up nearly 400 rushing yards on them. So I don't think that'll happen against Oregon State. So give me Utah State plus seven. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with just the under because I, I want to take Utah State because it was like the best win I had of like two weeks ago. So, um, I mean, it could be a letdown spot. They just won the Mountain West Championship. Definitely. And it's not an easy, they're not going against a chump opponent. Well, that's what I'm saying. And you're saying that they lost to Wyoming because they gave up nearly 400 rushing yards. Oregon State is averaging over 200 rushing yards in three of the last four games. So, um, personally, from my standpoint, from the under, Oregon State run the ball, move the chains. Um, Utah State. I would I want to take Utah State, but it's I know that it's solely because of what they did to San Diego State, and I'm riding that high. I'm going to stay away from it. I'm just going to take the under sixty seven and a half. Um, all right, the RNL Carriers Bowl, you uh, Louisiana Lafayette versus Marshall. Marshall is last I saw five point underdogs. I'm going to verify. Yes, uh, five point underdogs. <sighs> There's a trend in my picks, so. Um, First-year head coach Charles Huff has Marshall bowling after one season. For ULL, senior quarterback Levi Lewis will try to end his college career with a bowl victory. Marshall is 12-3 and in their last 15 bowl appearances. This is a big opportunity for Coach Huff to put his program in the right direction in terms of recruiting and just getting off to the right foot, getting off on the right foot for his first season. Uh, this is a team, Marshall, that typically wins their bowl games. So, uh, the loss of head coach Billy Napier shouldn't be a huge issue for the Cajuns, but it certainly doesn't help. So you got two decent defenses with one good defense in UL, um, both with decent rushing attacks. We saw Grant Wells melt away in the bowl game last year. Uh, I'm going to take the under 55 and a half. Under, under, under. Okay. Which side are you leaning? <laughs> you on the over? No, hell no. The way you have. <laughs> What's that reaction? It's a tough one. It is a tough um, one. I would I would lean Marshall plus five. Like I said, first year head coach uh, Grant Wells wants to prove himself not having a good year. Had a lot of hype around him um, in recent history, recent years. So um, I would lean that way. Billy Napier's an offensive guy. I don't know that he was necessarily calling the plays. I doubt he was, but 
I think he may have been a play caller. Was he? I know he's an offensive guy. Uh, I think he was the the wide receiver or QB's coach when he was with Bama. He, he's always been an offensive guy wherever he's been. Um, and a damn good coach. He's got like a 40-12 and 12 record overall. So the loss – that's what I said. The loss of him, I don't know that – it's not going to be the reason that they win or lose this game, I don't think. Uh, but it doesn't help. Losing him is not a is not a positive. So I'm going to take the under 55 and a half, a good defense with UL. Like I said, Grant Wells fucking wasted away in his last bowl appearance. Um, but could be a good like exercise the demons game for him. That's why I I would I would lean Marshall with the points if I had to pick a side. Which if y'all want to sway me in that direction, I, I definitely I'm not opposed. Where are you going, Justin? I'm on Marshall plus five. Okay. Yeah. Why is that? Um, first of all, I'll be at this game. Okay. Um, I'll be at the pregame party. So, um, yeah, that's what we were talking I'm, about. I'm down to like go to this. Yeah, game, Joseph Scott. That's right. Joseph Scott, me and Logan tickets. Yeah. So yeah, Joseph uh, last year said I can get y'all tickets to that. So we said, okay, do it. Never got them, but so he said I 100 percent got y'all next year. So. I haven't even talked to him about it, but he's a pretty stand-up guy, so we just trust that he's going to come through with the tickets. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what are the tickets going to cost to get in this game? 12 bucks. We'll get the pregame pass, too. Well, what's that, an extra 5 Maybe an extra 20 <laughs> I mean, it's not much. But, yeah. I mean, you get free beer and you get free chicken tenders. So Damn. Okay. Well, that's actually How much not a is bad it? deal. Um, I'm going to look it up right now, but, Justin, give me, why, give me a good reason on why you're taking Marshall. Um, well, if... UL can't get fans at their own stadium. They're not going to get a Superdome. Oh, they love showing up to this. Game. They do. You think so? <laughs> oh, boy, do they? This is their fucking Super Bowl, son. It's the New Orleans Bowl. They're in it every year. <laughs> All right, well, they've won 12 in a row. They're due for a loss. Uh, I'll be at this game a couple beers deep, a couple chicken tenders deep. Give me Marshall plus five. That did not sway me or I'm sell going with me. The raging Cajuns. Oh, uh, that makes me <laughs> take UL. That did not sway me in the slightest. Um, you just said they're twelve and one, so they're due for a loss. Yeah, tickets are forty bucks for front row for low row nineteen low bowl. We gotta go. I say we go. All Fuck right. it. What time is it for? Um, eight fifteen. Eight. <laughs> God damn, I'll be fucking tired. It's a bitch. What what day is it? <laughs> Saturday. Is it? Yep. Uh, what do you got to do then? Me? Yeah, you got plans? No, fuck no. But, well, it's the last game of the night. Yeah, we could potentially do that. Okay. We'll see. Well, no, we're definitely doing that. Yeah. Joseph's got us. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was not a very good, like, okay, I'm taking them because you just fucking talk me off that ledge um well the thing here is um marshall's rush defense so last year marshall was a better team than they were, were this year definitely in my and opinion Grant wells was playing much better yeah except toward the end the conference championship game and um well yeah no, that's what i'm saying game. yeah he he had his sam so, Darnold, I'm seeing ghosts moment in that bowl game we were on um, or i was i'm pretty sure we both were well the the fucking um Conference championship. It was a one of them, dude. He didn't have a completion at halftime. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Which game was that? I think uh, I th- it might have been the conference championship game because I remember being like, no way he does that again. Yeah. And he came out and did it again. Like, yeah. he looked like shit. Um, oh. And he's not having a great year. What does he have? 16 touchdowns, 13 picks? 
something like that. It's around yeah. that. It's nearly a one. Twelve interceptions, sixteen touchdowns. I just think, man. I think UL they got a balanced attack. The the run the quarterback is running it more this year, and I think that that's a benefit to their offense. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these players, especially the quarterback, has been on the team, so they they went through the the success and then failing and the championship game and all that. Yeah. Then to finally get it to get it um, and win the Sun Belt. Yeah. That's big for them. That's big for the program. And and I don't feel I just like, I don't see them slowing down here. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I don't feel like this is necessarily like a letdown spot because it's the fucking New Orleans. I think ball. they'll be able to run the ball a lot like UAB was able to run the ball against Marshall. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I see uh the Raging Cajuns covering here. I def- I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna be totally shocked if they lose. Totally shocked. The question to me is, is so could, could they win by le- a little bit less? So UAB didn't have a ton of success. Marshall had zero success, but they didn't really try to commit to it. Um, but UAB was very efficient on third down. Um, yeah, in the beginning of that and game, they, so, though. So it's weird. Be, yeah, it, they dominated time of possession. Dominated. It got 15 minutes more in time of possession. Um, and being efficient on third down, well, yeah. If you but if you at, look Marshall at— Marshall was one of 12. Yeah, if down. you look at the beginning of the game, UAB went out up fourteen nothing. Yeah, and they were they ran it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, now Marshall's defense did tighten up. I do remember because I I bet UAB, and um, they kind of made a little bit of a comeback there, but yeah, it was a twenty one to fourteen win yeah. for UAB. But uh, Marshall was like one of fourteen on third yeah. down, so that's a problem because UL's defense is better than UAB's in my opinion. Both are good. UAB's defense is good. But I would say that UL's is better. Um, I'm going to stick with the under. I'm going to stick with under 55 and a half. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I feel like there, there's not. it's not going to be lack of motivation. Both teams are going to be fired up, one to play. UL's going to want to fucking win. There's no team that doesn't want to win. Um, because the interim head coach, who they may be promoting just outright, is a UL guy. And this is his first game as head coach. Like, so, like, like what I'm saying with Charles Huff in his first year. Like, you could make that same argument. This is this dude's first game. He's, I can't remember his name, but he's well known throughout the area. Everybody likes the, uh, if he is going to be the full time head coach, everybody likes the hire. And he's going to want to get off on a good note. You're not going to want to lose the bowl game in your first fucking game. So, yeah. I'm just going to stick with the under. I'm going to stick with the under. Um, all right, uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Old Dominion versus Tulsa. Tulsa's nine-and-a-half-point favorites, unless it updated again. Um, this one, I mean. This is the one I have question marks by. Yeah, good fucking luck picking this one. Nick, you got anything? <laughs> I wish. Um, <laughs> um, Christ. Old Dominion's won six in a row. They're nine-and-three against the spread. Old, who, I'm gonna who take Old Dominion. Old I'm, Dominion. I'm gonna take Old Dominion. I bet on Tulsa against Houston. They got fucking shit canned. Uh, Tulsa has won three in a row, but they played two close games. Um, ah, fuck, I don't know. No, they, they lost by all. they lost by eight to Cincinnati. So it's fucking Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, I take Old Dominion. Old Dominion's the hottest fucking team in the country. <laughs> yeah. Take, Old Dominion. Take plus, Old Dominion. Plus pray how many? For ten? Nine, nine and a half. half. I wish it was ten. Um, pray for a backdoor cover. 
So yeah, I'm rolling with Old Dominion. You look at him; he won't. None fire. of y'all are gonna fucking bet this game. Oh No, no, not y'all. Uh. People listen. <laughs> no, I'll bet it. I'm gonna bet everyone. Um, it's gonna be cold and rainy. Good. Tulsa's not used to playing in that kind of weather. I doubt it. I feel like where where isn't Tulsa in um, Florida? So damn Old Dominion Tulsa's was sitting at Florida. Was sitting at one and six going into the last week of October, and they routed off five straight wins. To become bowl eligible. Is Tulsa? Tulsa's not in Florida. Tennessee, it, maybe? No, it's in Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why do they have hurricane flags as their, or beach flags as their No, it's, it's the hurricanes. The golden Yeah, hurricanes. like, what is he talking about? <laughs> it doesn't matter what the mascot is. It's. <laughs> okay, okay. We're on Old Dominion plus nine and a half. Um, all right, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Kent State versus Wyoming. Wyoming is three-point favorites. Another snooze fest of a fucking game. Um, which side are y'all leaning? Justin, you got a side? Yes, I do have a side. Come Kent on. State plus three. That's my side. Okay. Um, They just suffered that heartbreak loss against NIU, so I think they're going to come out with a little chip on their shoulder. And I don't think they're going to let that happen again. So give me Kent State plus three. Okay. Um, a wise man once said, put your faith in Dustin Crum. Who was that? It was you. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go well. Are you going to do it again? Um, kind of leaning Wyoming here. I am too because of the defense. And because um, they're running. They can run it. This Wyoming team fucked up Utah State. So wasn't even close. Kent State can't stop the run for no, nothing. No, and that was the difference in that game. They didn't even make Rocky Lombardi fuck up. He yeah. had no chance to fuck up. The only chance he had to fuck up, he did. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, they averaged nearly 200 yards rushing a game, and Kent State averages, gives up nearly 200 yards rushing a game. So I'm going to take Wyoming. Um I don't like this game at all, though. So, Mm-mm. this is another one that y'all aren't fucking betting. People listening, but if you no, do, this is one you should bet here. Okay, if you, you're listening, bet this one. It's um, Justin's gonna try to tell you to bet Kent State. The Golden Flashes, man, it's a trap. Don't put yeah, don't put your faith in Dustin. I know you Crum. see he can't, throw, he can't throw a goddamn deep ball for them to. Uh, for them to the win, they're going to have to capitalize on their deep shots, and they can't do it. He can't throw a deep ball. Just run it, run it, run it, and then you keep running it <laughs> until the end of the damn game, and you'll win this game. No, yeah, I mean, they, they, they in, in all seriousness, they got dominated at the point of attack. In the trenches, they got manhandled. So it was the most frustrating game to watch because it was any time that they remotely could do something on offense, then – NIU just milked away the clock with long-ass drives because they were getting six yards a carry. So it was frustrating. Uh, Wyoming, a team that wants to run the football, they're going to have success running it. So take take Wyoming. Um, all right. The Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. I don't know who comes up with these names, but you got UTSA, Justin's favorite team, 12-1, and one, uh, going bowling against the number 24. Don't know how they're ranked number 24. San Diego State Aztecs, 11-2. and two. UTSA is the favorite in this one. Two-and-a-half-point favorites. I actually do like this pick or this game. Okay, which side are you on? I'm on San Diego State, and I'm on the under 49. Okay. Um, I feel like San Diego State's got a really good defense, and they just came off that awful game against Utah, 
state. So really all they have to do is just focus in on Frank Harris. And if they can do that and shut him down, I think they went out right. So, I mean, you've watched UT or you've bet on UTSA more than anybody. So I would expect for you to know them better than anybody else at this table. Um, but with that being said, <laughs> there ain't no fucking way I'm betting on that quarterback for San Diego State. Um, literally all I wrote down, this is an interesting matchup, but there's no way on earth I can go with SDSU. That's all I wrote down. <laughs> After watching what Utah State just did to them, this dude fucking sucks. I told y'all. Yeah. Y'all believe me? No. Does the world believe me? You did. You bet on them. I know. I you didn't listen. I don't listen. You don't believe you. I know. Exactly. So you're taking UTSA? Yeah, I'm taking UTSA. Um, Frank Harris is good. <laughs> yeah. He's a good one. I had, they just put up 49. Oh, shit. They put up 49 points on Western Kentucky, which obviously Western Kentucky does not have a good defense, but they ran for over 300 yards. So uh, they were very efficient on third down. If they can play half as good offensively against SDSU, they should win easily because that, that offense is fucking terrible. Do we have a word on who's going to be the quarterback here? Why? You think Frank Harris is not playing? No, I'm talking about for Sam. Oh, like, they okay. just like to. Yeah, I don't care. They both They suck. just keep switching. They no, dude, suck. they got five quarterbacks. Oh, they have more than two? <laughs> yeah, I've seen at least four Well, that's not a good problem to have. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like every time they put one in, this gonna be he a Baylor, does good. This is going to be a Baylor situation of last year. No, I'm year. telling you, every time they make a quarterback change, he does good for a game. And then it's back to Take not it. doing good. Hopefully and then, it's not Brookshire. I don't like him. I think he's worse than the other one. Well, he's the one who's been playing, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't he play last week? Yeah, but then somebody named um, Jalen Maiden came in and went five for six for 80 yards and a touchdown. Huh. And garbage time, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they only scored 13 points. Um, 50 yards. I mean, can we get a confirmation on who, who the goddamn quarterback is? Coach is probably keeping a secret. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, yeah, I don't give two shits. I, I'm taking UTSA. I'm taking UTSA. Let the Roadrunners cap off probably their best season in school history. San Diego State, honestly, they were so fucking lucky to do what they did against Boise. They should be a team that is in the gutter, spiraling. So you take away that Boise win. I mean, they're not. They're not. They're not doing well. Yeah. That should be what? Well, yeah, I mean, whatever. Two-point win over Nevada, seven-point win over Hawaii, eight-point win over UNLV, a bo- what should have been a Boise loss, and then a fucking shit-canning by Utah State. So they should be eyeing down their third straight loss in this bowl game. So I'll take the Roadrunners. Who are you taking? You taking at San Diego State? No. No? Well, uh, the Roadrunners. Okay. Um, I don't trust um. This is gonna tell San the Diego tale. State. This bowl season is gonna tell the tale because we're on the same picks. He's on the opposite of everything. Um, I don't trust San Diego State here because I just feel like, I don't see how you can like. I I get their defense is good, and and you've seen UTSA way more than I have, so I know Frank Harris is good. I don't know how good though. I'm sure their strength of schedule isn't that great. Obviously, um. But San Diego State was like 0 of 13 on third down. And they ended up getting one or two. Yeah, they always fade here. Toward the end of the years, 
They always fade a little bit. Like, they're not the 24th best team in the nation. No. Not a fucking chance. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But, all right, the last one we're picking is the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Um, it's on Wednesday, so I'm sure we're going to record on Wednesday. So, you'll have the pick. We probably won't know the outcome by the time we're done recording. Um, but the pick will be out. So, I don't know how we're going to do that. We'll figure it out. But you got Missouri versus Army. Army's three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, Missouri can't stop the run for fucking shit. So they give up 229 yards per game on the ground. Army, it's Army. You know what they want to do. They want to run the ball. So there's no way that I could take Missouri and feel good about it. Give me Army minus three-and-a-half. Coming off a loss in the Army-Navy game, they're going to be angry. So give me the uh, Black Knights. All right, Justin. Yeah, I'm one army as well. Minus three and a half. They've been doing push ups since last Saturday. They're fired up. And uh yeah, Missouri gives up two hundred and thirty yards rushing a game. Yeah. So and that's what Army does. So which side are you on, Nick? Mm. Why are you considering Missouri? Or you could be on them for sure, but why do you Um Like your mm, makes me think that you're not a hundred percent confident in Army. I'm not 100% confident in their uh, defense, yeah. secondary. But, I mean, it, it's like every time I bet against Army, it's fucking three yards, three and a half yards, I feel like it's two gonna, yards, then yeah. one, another three yards on yeah, fourth yeah. down. Yeah. And it's like. I feel like the with Army style and, and Missouri's inability to stop the run, I feel like it's going to put a lot of pressure on Missouri's quarterback. Is it still Basilak or whatever? No, yep. uh, what? Yeah, he's not that good. Okay, he's still the quarterback, though, right? Yep. Yeah, I feel like it's going to put a lot of pressure on him to. He's going to have to be very efficient because you're not going to get a ton of opportunities if Army has success, like I think they will. They're going to run the clock. They're going to control the time of possession. So he's going to have to be very efficient with the few opportunities that he gets, and that's going to put pressure on him if he's not able to, um, produce the way he needs to. Then Army should. Army should win by double digits. So, um, yeah, there's just no fucking way. Yeah, I, I'm betting against a team that gets the ball run down their goddamn throat. There's no way I'm betting on them against when they're playing Army. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just roll with Missouri here. Okay, <laughs> why is that? I told you, y'all, you I don't trust Army's defense that much. Yeah. Okay. I feel like. Um, I feel like offensively Missouri could have a, a good enough game plan here to to battle to help their defense. If that makes sense. Yeah. I just feel like Army's like main thing Missouri will have to do is protect a passer and then mm-hmm. they they can run it, so that's a plus here. Um don't put all the weight on him, but I mean obviously I think that he'll have to make some plays. So if you don't if you don't believe in this quarterback whatsoever, then don't bet Missouri. Yeah, but I be, I believe that he'll be able to make them. Okay. Um. All right. Well, that will do it for the bowl games. What are y'all's locks of the week? Who wants to go first? Um. Shit. That's my favorite part <laughs> of the whole podcast. I mean, your locks in college are not doing terrible. Yeah, but. Who wants it? Anybody. Can I change my lock? You've never even given one. 
Yeah, he did. I did you? Yeah, I said it. Oh, I don't remember it. What was it? The over and the Liberty and Eastern Michigan. Union. Oh, yeah, you can change it. That's what I'm saying. You don't have a gun in your head. This isn't out yet. What do you want it to be? Utah State plus seven. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I have one more pick. Do you? The Celebration Bowl. What do you mean? Jackson State. Okay, go ahead. Jack, what the fuck is Jackson? He's going to the F. It's Deion Sanders and his son. Oh, okay. Jackson, you're taking them. How yeah. many points are they? Minus ten. That's not going on your record. Just for just for the record, <laughs> we're not picking FCS games. Oh, okay. I mean, it was just you it can give it up out as a bowl game, but yeah. What are you looking at? It's not a real bowl game. Oh, okay. It's Division One, so I I don't have a problem with it. But that's not on my shit. It's FCS, is it not? Yeah, it is. Yeah, we don't pick. I don't FCS. know what it is. Are you they, can give it they, out. Have they been eliminated from the playoffs? Who? Mm, yeah. So why are they still playing? I don't know. It's a celebration bowl. All right. All right. Well, well, who are you taking? Dion? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dion in the wheelchair. I got a shit. Okay. <laughs> so are we um, wasting time? Who's here? your lock? He's talking about FCS picks. We haven't picked <laughs> a single my, damn FCS. I gave my FCS. lock out. No, I'm talking to him. Who is your lock? Um, I'm going to make it. I'm going to go with Wyoming minus three. Wyoming minus three? Okay, mine's Army. Um, I don't believe in the quarterback. Um, mine's Army minus three now. So I'll go ahead and recap mine real quick. Y'all y'all are throwing me off. What are we Hurry up. FCS picks. What I got a shit. What do you mean? I'm going to need to take a... Take a fucking leave of absence. <laughs> oh, God. All right, I got Toledo minus 10. We still got to do NFL. Toledo minus 10, under 51 and a half. Coastal minus 10 and a half. I've got App State minus 3 in the Boca Raton Bowl. I've got Fresno minus 11 and a half in the PUBG Mobile New Mexico Bowl. I've got UAB plus 7 in the Independence Bowl. I've got the under 58 and a half and Liberty minus 9 and a half in the Lending Tree Bowl. I have the under 67 and a half in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. I have the under 55 and a half in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Might have making make an appearance for that one. We've got Old Dominion plus nine and a half in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Wyoming minus three in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. UTSA minus two and a half in the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. And I've got my lock of the week. The last one, Army minus three and a half in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. All right, I got. I'm not going with any over unders here. I'm out the game of over unders. Toledo minus ten in the Bahamas Bowl. Uh, Coastal Carolina minus ten and a half in the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. Fresno State minus eleven and a half in the New Mexico Bowl. I'm going with Utah State plus seven and a half in the Jimmy Kimmel. Los Angeles Bowl. Then I'm going with Appalachian State minus three in the Boca Raton Bowl. I'm going with Liberty minus nine and a half in the Linden Tree Bowl. I'm going with UL, the Raging Cajuns, minus five in the RNL Carriers Bowl. I'm going with UAB plus seven in the Independence Bowl played in Treeport. I'm going with Old Dominion plus nine and a half in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. I'm going with Wyoming minus three against Kent State as my lock in the Idaho Potato Bowl. Okay. And I'm going with UTSA minus two and a half and Mizzou plus three and a half. I know it's a shitload of games. Uh, Before you do your picks, Justin, do you want to go? 
yeah, I you want to check it. out. I mean, NFL, you, you're struggling in NFL. Uh, anyway, I wa- so. Y'all can recap. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick's, uh, Nick's tapping out. Justin, go ahead and recap your college games, and then we'll go to the NFL. All right. Uh, the Bahamas Bowl, I got Toledo minus 10 versus Middle Tennessee. In the Cure Bowl, I got the over at 64 with Northern Illinois and Coastal Carolina. In the Boca Raton Bowl, I got Western Kentucky plus three against App State. In the New Mexico Bowl, I got UTEP plus 11.5 versus Fresno State. Independence Bowl, I got BYU minus 7 against UAB. Lending Tree Bowl, I got the over with 58.5 with Liberty and Eastern Michigan. Uh, The LA Bowl, fuck. I hate when I give my lock in the middle. I always give it last. That's all right. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, L.A. Bowl. Jimmy Kimmel, L.A. Bowl. Utah plus seven against Oregon State. That's my lock of the week. Um, the Nola Bowl, Marshall plus five against UL. It's a shitload of games. Yeah. Tulsa and Old Dominion in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. I'm taking Old Dominion plus nine and a half. Idaho Potato Bowl. I'm taking Kent State plus three versus Wyoming. Uh, the Frisco Bowl, I'm taking San Diego State plus two and a half and the under at 49 against Utah State. And the Armed Forces Bowl, I'm taking Army minus three and a half against Missouri. Okay. Um, all right, there you go. That is the first round of bowl games for this first calendar week. Uh, like I said, we're picking every bowl game for you. So I'm going to have a shitload of picks. I am five games under 500. I plan on being 15 games over 500 when this is all said and done. Um, so, all right, we'll recap NFL real quick. Uh, Nick had a rough week, so that's why I don't even think he has to use the bathroom. I think he just didn't want to talk about his, his week. Uh, but Thursday night, Vikings and Steelers. I was on the Vikings minus three. Y'all were on the Steelers. Nick was on the Steelers every way possible. Um, as Nick doesn't know how to shut the door, so the dog's running in. Um, Vikings minus three. It was a it was a do or die game for them, without a doubt. We got sh- fucking chaos going on in here. Give it a second. All right, Vikings minus three. They went all right. Do or die win for them. Cowboys minus four. They win by seven against the Redskins. They should have won by thirty, but let them come back into it. Uh, Saints and Jets under forty three. We were both on this one. Um, both me and me and Justin. This should have never even been a sweat. It should have been a done deal, no doubt about it. Uh, but Taysom Hill breaks through the line. Pad stat, stat padding son of a bitch decides to run it in. Alvin Kamara even said in the press conference, he said, I told his dumbass to slide. That's when you know Alvin's the alpha on the offense. Calling the starting quarterback a dumbass, and he is. Um, should have went down. Because it's like if somebody on defense, obviously I'm going to critique it because I had the under, and it nearly cost me the under. Uh, if I had the over... I would have said, fuck yeah, go run it in. So uh, I understand. But it's like if you do that, if somebody goes and then gets hurt on the defense, what if DeMario Davis gets hurt because your dumbass wants to go run it in and, and, and run up the score when you could take a, when you could slide and then we knee it and we get out of there. So uh, stupid play by him, but he's a running back who we let throw the football. But they give the ball back to the Jets with a minute left. We're playing heavy prevent. They march all the way down. No timeouts left. Complete it right around the five-yard line, maybe ten. 
Hurry up. They snapped the ball with three seconds. We were at the Scarlet Pearl watching this. Snap the ball with three seconds. I just start I had like an out-of-body experience. We're standing, we're in the sports book. Everybody's sitting around. I stand up and just start screaming, no, 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 no. Zach Wilson's <laughs> fucking scrambling. Runs up in the middle of the pocket, scrambles out to his left, beelining for the goal line. And I think it was Demario Davis stops that motherfucker right on the one yard line. Oh God. It was it was an electric moment. Everybody went nuts. Uh and we hit the I think there was thirty nine points scored in the game, something like that. Uh so we hit the under forty three there. So started off three and zero. Then I had the Bengals minus one, Bills plus three. Bills plus three was my lock of the week. Both of these games went to overtime. Couldn't get a win on either one of them. Bills with an incredible comeback to get back into the game, and then the Bengals. Uh, it was a missed field goal by San Francisco. We were lucky to go to overtime, but a three and two week for me. You did that thing where you leave the door, you shut it, but you don't shut it all the way. Yeah. No, I meant when you went to the bathroom. Dog came running in, caused chaos. Um, but perfect time to recap your four picks. Oh, really? Yes. Just couldn't do it I just, for me. I just, I mean, all right. Well, no secret. Oh, and four for the incredible year I've had in NFL. Steelers, Vikings under twenty-two and a half for the first half. Twenty-three total points scored in the first half. So we lose it by half point. In all honesty, it shouldn't have been that close. There was two missed field goals and a missed extra point. Um, the Steelers and Vikings under 43 for the full game. Uh, there's a lot of points scored here. A lot of yes. points. Um, Steelers plus three. It looked like they might have a chance to tie it at the end, maybe fail on a two-point conversion, but Claypool does a thing with uh, – you celebrate while you need to spike it, and it costs them a few seconds. I don't think it would have made a difference though. Vikings were the better, were the obvious uh, better bet there. I mean, it wasn't really that close. And then the Bills plus three goes to overtime. I'm sure Logan told you all about that. Um, yeah, vaguely. There wasn't. I they had to make a comeback here. It's like once you saw him go down, you know it was going to be tough. But you knew, you knew it, there could be a chance. You were hoping that. Um, Tampa Bay would just get in field goal range after. Um, I mean, it looked pretty obvious that that's what was going to happen after the Bills failed to score. Yeah, it should have been a push. It was another – It was another. Um, we, we were on the receiving end of this when Leonard Fournette ran in a last-second touchdown uh, a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, and that cost – it also cost to Joseph. With what? Uh, that was a 55-yard touchdown by Tom Brady, too. Uh, in, oh, that's why overtime. he lost fantasy? Yeah. Wow. Uh, didn't even think about that. So yeah, no. Um, oh yeah, y'all played each other. Yeah, he nearly came back and. Won. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that was uh, kind of crazy. But um, yeah, no. I mean, that was looking like it was setting the table for we were gonna push at worst, and then uh, fucking blown coverage by the Bills. But um, but yeah. So you had a rough week. You went zero and four. Justin, you had four plays. Yeah, I went two and two. Uh, for Thursday night, I had the Steelers plus three. Uh, we already covered that. They made an incredible comeback, but couldn't complete it. Then Saints and Jets under at 43. Logan covered that. Saints minus five was my lock of the week. They hit. And then Raiders plus nine and a half. Kind of banked on the Chiefs not the Raiders coming back to life, games. but they did. So the Raiders got fucked up. They did. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I saw that coming. But uh, yeah, so I went three and two. Nick went zero and four. Justin went two and two. So that brings me to now above five hundred, forty five, forty four and one. 
nine and five in my locks of the week. Um, I would have liked to be nine, four, and one, but oh well. Uh, Nick went 0 and 4. That brings him to 33, 45, and 1. 3, 10, and 1 in his locks of the week. Justin went 2 and 2, like I just said again. 36 and 21, leading the way in the NFL. 10 and 4 in his locks of the week. So uh, we're doing, I mean, you're picking fucking, I don't know what that percentage is, um, over 75% for your locks. I'm sitting at 9 and 5. Um, so solid. I mean, you're doing great in the NFL. I'm happy to be above water. Um, but, yeah, so we look ahead. We look ahead to this Thursday. we got the Chargers and Chiefs. Chargers at home getting points plus three. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers getting points. So Chiefs have COVID kind of going through their system. I think the loss of uh, the loss of Jones, Chris Jones' defensive tackle, could uh, be a relatively big deal if you can give Herbert time. He's proven that uh, – He's proven that he has all the tools. It's just the play calling. I feel like it's been holding him back. Uh, the Chiefs have been living or dying with man coverage in this in this run, this this turnaround that they've had. I, I feel like this is not the team to do that with. Keenan Allen eats up man coverage. He is back from COVID protocol. Uh, one of the best receivers on third down, consistently moves the sticks. You can't really play man coverage against these guys consistently and, and have success. So I'm going to take the Chargers getting points. Uh, I'm looking at the over 52 as well, but I haven't made a decision on that. Which side are y'all leaning for Thursday? Who's all up for the Chiefs? Just Chris Jones? I know. Chris, I know Chris Jones. I, I don't. I don't. Hate that, bro. I don't know any further than that. Um, I don't know, man. It's kind of tough game they pick here. I mean, both teams are kind of doing well as of late. It's a big game for the Chiefs in terms. Of, I mean, for the uh, Chargers in terms of the division. Yeah, it's a that this is a division matchup. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The Chiefs have pretty much locked up a spot in the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean if the Chargers win here, then they'll they'll become first place in the division. No, I know, but uh, w- what's the overall records? 8 and 5 and 9 and 4. If the Chargers yeah. win, then they'll be 9 and 5 versus 9 and 5 with two head-to-head wins yeah. against the Chiefs. Yeah. So, um it's tough because I don't know exactly how this – you never know at the end of the – once we get to game time who's all going to be – it could happen right before game, get the game starts with who's in, who's out. Somebody tests positive. Um, so that's a little bit worrying. It can happen in any game though, but I don't know. It seems like it affects the NFL games more from what I've, I've been noticing. But – um. Oh, this is tough because, man, look, you look at the Chiefs' defense in the last five games, gave up 7, 14, 9, 9, and 9. So even when the offense hasn't been lighting it up, the defense has held their opponents to under 15 points in five straight games. So I don't know. I really lean the Chiefs here, but it, the Chargers being at home, it's kind of tough to pick against them, but. Don't trust me, but I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, the Green Bay game, wasn't that the snow game? Or am I not? Yeah. Well, um, no. They were without Rodgers. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, And then two games against the Raiders. I feel like the Raiders have kind of, I don't know, they've had so much turmoil in their locker room. Uh, And then you got Dallas, who's struggling to figure out whatever the fuck they're figuring out on offense. And then Denver with Teddy. So, I mean, the defense is playing really well. 
the most impressive of that, in, in my opinion, is what they did against Dallas. But um, they've been they've been playing the most man coverage out of anybody in the NFL. So I feel like this is not the best team to do it against. The, the Chiefs could roll in this one easily. But I feel like at home getting points, another Thursday night game, um, I, I'm I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Chargers getting points. I'm also gonna take the over fifty two as well. So I feel like I could see this turning into a shootout. Um, but yeah, it's a tough one for sure. Which side are you leaning, Justin? I'm on the over for this one at fifty two. Okay, I think it's gonna be uh kind of like that Chargers and Bengals game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So um, and the Chiefs seem like they're starting to figure things out, starting to click a little bit. It's like they are, but it, uh, that's where it worries me a little bit, though, because I think that another thing I didn't mention is, um, I mean, three of their last five, 22, 19, and 13 points scored. So Yeah. Yeah, but then the other two was 40-plus. Yeah, but it was against the Raiders, which clearly they fucking figured out something against the Raiders. But, is, I mean, the offense hasn't played, but, like, against but also, Dallas, they didn't play bad. They just didn't finish a lot of drives with touchdowns. But they were moving the ball and controlling that game. And then it, against Denver, it was a little bit of the same. But the defense here is like they've been forcing turnovers. And they've, um, I think they've scored touchdowns on in the past two games of defense. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing here is like, let's not, if Chris Jones isn't playing, that's, that's huge for them because obviously that, that allows you to play man coverage. Because of the way you, you have can interior pressure, get yeah. that pressure on the interior, like yeah. So if he's not playing, then it's it's a big deal. I mean, they might have to look at changing the way that they they approach defensive strategy. But um, I don't know. I if the teams if like the Chiefs won the first matchup early in the year, then I probably consider the Chargers. I mean, it's kind of something like. That that's one of the reasons why I'm on the Chiefs here. Mm-hmm. I feel like there there's all that talk in the off season about Herbert and then I think Mahomes is starting to assert himself as the best quarterback in the NFL again against the Raiders. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That one that game that they won against the what, what was it the Broncos? Like I think they got the defensive score in that one. He went. Um, yeah, it was against Denver. They won twenty-two to nine. He went fifteen to twenty-nine, one hundred and eighty-four yards in an interception. So it's like wishy-washy. Like, which one are you going to get? Before that, against Dallas, he went twenty-three to thirty-seven, two hundred and sixty yards in an interception. So that's what I said. They keep winning these games, but not having to score. Like, it's not Mahomes. Twenty to thirty-seven, one hundred and sixty-six yards and one touchdown against Green Bay, a team without Aaron Rodgers. They went thirteen to seven. So is it just the Raiders? Like, uh, it's it's. But yeah, then you see him go for five touchdowns against the first meeting with the Raiders. And then he was, he did what he needed to do. He didn't need to do shit against the Raiders this past week, but he was super efficient. Didn't turn the ball over. Didn't really throw very many incompletions. And, uh, I don't know. It's like, which one are you going to get? So. Yeah. But it's like, it hasn't cost his, I know he hasn't lit it up in those games, but it's like the way that, I don't want to be disrespectful and call him a game manager, but the way that he's been able to settle down and the offense has been able to move from the big play type offense that they've been mm-hmm. in his first couple seasons to this more of a uh, take what the defense gives you. 
Well, that's what they need to do because that yeah, they stopped letting Tyreek Hill beat him over the top, but they kept trying to do it. That's why they were having yeah. so much difficulty to score the football in the beginning. But I feel like he's gone that game manager route, um, and he can still put the cape on and be Superman when you need him to. That's the 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 luxury of having Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. But still, I mean, Denver, which is a solid defense, but that was they've had three straight home games. Um, three out of their last five. No, I'm sorry, four out of their last five were at home. And that's what I'm saying. Green Bay, Dallas, and Denver, which Green Bay's defense has improved from the last couple of years. Don't get me wrong. Dallas's defense has also improved, and then Denver has a good defense. So there's a three solid defenses, but not a good showing from him at all. Completion percentage-wise, touchdown, interceptions, all of that. So... Uh, that's what I'm saying. I want to see him do it against somebody other than the fucking yeah. Raiders. Yeah, it's kind of though. It's like a. Um, it's, I think that this matchup, the who he's playing at quarterback, is going to bring out the best in him. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah, yeah. It, you're going to see. This is another guy who's in that same breath, I guess. Um, young young quarterback coming up, who's also in MVP conversations, was a little bit more earlier in the year. Um, but I feel like Herbert's been held back by his coach a little bit. But yeah, it's another divisional opponent. These teams know each other. So I don't know though. I feel like they've been living or dying by man, man defense. I don't think this is the team to play it against. Um getting points at home. So we keep talking about like with the Giants and shit. They keep doing it to the Giants. Um I don't know. I'm gonna take the Chargers. I'm gonna take the over two though. So yeah, I, I'm not expecting him to um have an off game like those three that I keep referring to. So I'm expecting there to be some points scored in this one. But on the flip side of that, I do like the Chargers defense. They have guys on that defense. They got Bosa. They got Derwin James in the backfield. They've got, I mean, in the uh, secondary, they've got guys that can contribute. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. So. Do we know the um, status on Eckler and Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen's back. Okay, I know that for a fact. Um, he's been cleared. He's been activated, ready to go. Eckler, was he dealing with COVID or was it an injury? I think it was an injury. I think he was just listed as questionable. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to go. It's just a short week. They're going to list everybody as questionable. Um, but I thought he got hurt in the last game on Sunday. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still taking him regardless. I don't feel like the run game, they're not going to be running the ball that much, which I know he catches out the backfield often. Um, he provides a, a, a good weapon catching out of the backfield. But I do like that Um, they've had other guys step up. Palmer wide receiver and then Guyton as well in the absence of Keenan Allen. So I feel like that's, that's good. That's big for them. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's a Thursday game. Anything fucking happen on Thursday. I'm gonna take the home team getting points. Um, look ahead to Sunday. Actually, no, there's two Saturday games as well. Raiders and Browns and then Patriots and Colts. I'm gonna take the Colts minus two and a half at home against the Patriots. I think, I feel like everybody's kind of hopping on that Patriots bandwagon, uh, for, for good reason. They, the defense is damn good, but the Colts are a team that turn you over a lot and run the ball really well. So uh, very similar style to the Patriots. I'm going to take the home team in this one, getting two and a half. So, or given two and a half, sorry. What I'm is, on the Colts as well. Are you? Last two and a half. Yeah, I really like the Colts this year. They're, um, I've been, dude, I've been talking about the favorite Colts teams all much. fucking year. When they were 0-3, that's what I said. They're the best 0-3 team in football. So, and then they, they got it going. Now they're 7-6. and six. Uh, They played some good teams to start the season. So they kind of got put behind the eight ball a little bit. But... Yeah, no, I mean, you got Jonathan Taylor, the ability to move the chains, run best running back in the league uh, before Derrick Henry got hurt, or after, since Derrick Henry got hurt. I mean, I think he's leading the league in touchdowns. So, 
Carson Wentz just needs to not fuck it up. So it'll be interesting to see what Bill Belichick does with Carson Wentz, though. I feel like if anybody's going to make him do something stupid, it's going to be Belichick, so I'm worried about that. But I don't know. I'm going to take the Colts. Are you on any Saturday games? No. Okay. Um, Sunday, is Daniel Jones playing? Is he back? Um, I want to say, if I had a guess, I'd say yeah. But um, He's questionable. Okay, um, I'll take him. I, I'm not going to say if he if he plays. I like Let's put it this way. I, I'll give it out on the podcast. I'm not betting it if he doesn't play. But give me the Giants plus 10.5 at home. They want to continue to do this with the Giants. It's a divisional game. It's going to be close if Daniel Jones plays. Um, 10.5 is too many for a Cowboys team. I'm sure apparently they're thinking the Cowboys are going to get back on track, and they may. But if the Giants are at home and they're getting points, I'm taking them. So if Daniel Jones is back. Are you all on this? I'm not. No? No. Okay, what is y'all's first one for Sunday? I have one more. It's my lock. Okay. Okay. You ready for it? Yep. Uh, It is the Bengals plus one and a half. They are playing the Broncos. Yeah, against the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. It's tough. I don't like the Broncos at all. Me neither. You're guaranteed they're not going to score on the first drive. It's, like, incredible. Um, But at mile high... I feel like the Bengals are a little banged up. Uh, that's what's steering me away from it. That defense is good, but Teddy sucks. So I don't know what the point total is. Um, I don't care what it is. I would lean under 43. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay away. But Okay, so you're on the Bengals. Yeah, I'm on the Bengals too. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, clearly fucking Vegas isn't expecting them to score a ton. Um, yeah, okay. I'm going to stay away from it. Um. I'm going to take the Titans. Titans plus one and a half. No, I'm sorry, minus one and a half uh, on the road against the Steelers. Steelers are done. Steelers are done. Steelers also apparently can't stop the run now. I know Derrick Henry's not back. They're talking about is he going to come back soon. Uh, But they've had other guys step up. So in the absence of Derrick Henry running the football, I know the Steelers have a good defense. I, I, I think they're done. I think you can stick a fork in them. So... I'm going to take the Titans minus one and a half on the road. What is y'all's next one? Who wants it? I am done. Justin's done. I'm going to go. Um, I guess I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Dolphins. Okay. Going against the Jets. The Dolphins are at home. Minus eight and a half. It's kind of a lot. You, you wonder if the Jets are going to put something together and put up a fight against somebody. But I don't know if this is the team to do it. The defense has really turned it around in the second half of the season. And the offense is kind of playing decent as well. But the defense is the big thing here. I think that the Jets will struggle. Okay. How many more do you have? That's it. Okay. Got three. Um, All right, I got one more. And it could be really – it could be dumb. Um, Really could be dumb. Sunday night, I'm going to take the Ravens plus four and a half is my lock of the week. Uh, this will be the third straight loss for the Ravens if they lose this one. Packers are ten and three, number one team in football, and they're fucking really good against the spread, eleven and two. So that's pretty remarkable. Um, Ravens. This is one of those games where I feel like everybody's going to be on the fucking Packers. Everybody. Yeah. Ravens are Ravens are spiraling. You got an ankle sprain for Lamar. Um, this is one of those ones where it's like it's a no brainer. Take the Packers, and that's why I'm taking the Ravens. So at home, getting four and a half. I mean, they're eight and five. But they've won a lot of close games. 
they don't want to lose three in a row. So nobody wants to lose three in a row, but they really don't want to lose three in a row. So I'm going to take the Ravens plus four and a half as my lock of the week on Sunday night. So, <clears throat> and y'all are both done, right? Yeah. I right, recap mine real quick. Chargers plus three on Thursday. I'm also taking the over 52. Saturday, I'm taking the Colts minus two and a half, two and a half over the Patriots. Uh, Giants plus 10 and a half if Daniel Jones is back. But regardless, I'll give it out. Titans minus one and a half. Uh, against the Steelers on the road, and then I'm taking the Ravens at home, getting four and a half as my lock of the week. Nick? I'm on the Chiefs minus three on Thursday night. I'm on the Bengals plus one and a half. Um, and I'm on the Dolphins minus eight and a half. I guess I'll make the Dolphins my lock. Okay. Um, Justin? Thursday night, I'm on the Chiefs and Chargers over 52. Then... Saturday, I'm on the Colts minus two and a half against the Patriots. And on Sunday, my lock of the week is the Bengals plus one and a half against the Broncos. Okay, there you go. That is our NFL picks for the week. Um, Yeah, I couldn't give two shits about my NFL picks this week, if I'm being honest with you. It's bowl season. Um, I'm locked in on college football and losing college basketball. So, um, but yeah, that will do it for episode 98. I believe approaching 100. Uh, do y'all have anything to say before we go? Um, yeah, I'm ready for bowl season. Well, it is here. Uh, Justin, good luck. All right, y'all have a good one. Who that?